Hello, my siblings in pain and recovery from infidelity. My name is Helen Tower, and today I wanted to touch base after I've written three new posts on my blog since the last time I recorded an episode. It's been difficult because it's the summer here where I am, and uh, my children are on holidays, they are more at home, so I can just find the time to talk to you on my own but I want to use some time that I have now and uh, touch base to let you know that the peace I was feeling because the ex-third party was out of our lives is not such anymore. I've recently found out that she's in a project that involves my husband department as well so they are somewhat again working together even though not in the same office or in the same department. Unfortunately, this is the reality. So once I've managed to leave the past where it belongs, the ex-affair partner comes to haunt my life, as I'm sure it does to many of you who still have to see her around. Because as I wrote on one of my Instagram posts, affair partners or the other woman lives amongst us. So... Unfortunately, they are part of the reality and if we don't have the opportunity to move away from where the affair took place, then most probably the ex-affair partner, other woman or other man, whatever the case is, we are going to come across him or her at some point after recovery or during recovery. Obviously, this is quite a challenge because it's a big trigger. It was a person who was available for our spouse to betray us, betray our trusts, break our hearts, and make us go into this path of personal growth. But there are a few things that I have realized because on the previous episode, I talked about personal growth and learning how to articulate my needs And that, I think, has led to me being able to articulate really well, or at least much better than before, how I felt about this person uh, still working with my husband. I wrote one article on my blog after I recorded the previous episode where I said that I had found out about this and I managed not to bring her up with my husband because what I understood while I was still struggling to leave the past where it belongs was that every time I was triggered I would bring her up and somehow I didn't want to do this anymore because the recovery is about me and my husband and I really wanted to leave her where she belongs but now that she's back in the game or at least in my husband's work life, I needed to check in with him about her. And I was trying to do it without mentioning her, which was the first of the three articles I wrote in June. And this was a mistake because I regularly still check his emails. When I say regularly, I mean maybe once a month, maybe once every two weeks. It depends on the triggers and how I'm feeling. 
obviously I didn't want to tell him, oh, I saw an email where it's obvious that she's leading a project where the whole institution is involved and somewhat you are part of the institution, so somehow you are working together. I did record a few things while he was away in a place where I knew he was going to be isolated from any contact from her. So I wasn't being triggered by, by not seeing him. But what I realized was that I felt so relaxed and so calm when he was away and when I knew that there was absolutely no possibility of contact in any way with her. I decided that this is how I wanted to live my life from now on. That, you see, because what happens is as we grow personally, as we recover from betrayal or from whatever trauma it is, our standards go up. So I want my life to be this peaceful, stress-free life, at least the stress that I realize I feel in the presence of my husband, it's like there are unwritten rules and alerts that go off when he's here, like, oh, he's here, so, you know, I have to be available. It's, it's this being available that is so exhausting. And, uh, of course, um, this is, my, the way I see it, this is legacy from the patriarchy, and patriarchy has been ruling in the West for 5,000 years. Uh, if you're a man, you probably never experienced this, unless you were a child who needed to uh, get the attention of the parents, and you are a people pleaser, and you can understand that, what I mean when I say that being available all the time for others is exhausting. So I realized this and I said, okay, I'm not going to settle for less. So when my husband came back and he was going back to work, I felt the need to talk to him about the boundaries because my question was, well, is he, three years have passed since we agreed or two and a half years passed since we agreed to give our marriage a second chance. And we knew that it was not going to be easy for him to find a job elsewhere. So we agreed to put boundaries in place in which if he ever needed to communicate with her, it was going to be on strictly professional basis. And uh, he changed department, which he could do. There was an opportunity. So things have been quite easier for me, not only because he changed department, but also pandemic uh, arrived. And for 14 months, there were several lockdowns in which he was basically working from home. So the trigger of him not being present uh, was not there. So it was a few things together. What I realized is that because of my personal growth, I was able to sit with him and tell him how exactly I was feeling. And I said, uh, I didn't want to bring her up, uh, but I do need to know what you feel when you see her and what you feel when you see that she's climbing the corporate ladder. And it took me at least 10 times to ask him because he was just reflecting the answer or diverting it to telling me, well, you know, she's just a professional person pursuing her career and I really don't know any details and I don't care. So for me, it was important to, to hear this honest response because I can tell after 25 years of knowing him when he's being honest, if he doesn't need to think too much. And if it's not like, um, it's not a rehearsed answer, because I, I caught him completely out of base. And 
I confronted him about how he felt with her showing off and being present in all of the social media of the institution and so on. So basically, she's come to me because she's exposing herself, which at the beginning I was really upset. And that's one my first post in June where I say, well, she's a flirt and she can't help herself. The last time I spoke with her, I told her that she should keep a low profile. But of course, she's not going to do things for me. She's probably not even thinking about me. And that's why I don't want to think about her. But I did feel the need to bring her up once more in light of the new um, developments. So I did. And I had a great conversation with my husband. And I wrote then my my third blog article where I summarized the facts. In the second blog article, I talked about my feelings and my feelings uh, had to do with when he was away and I just decided, I had decided before he went away that I was tired of analyzing and rationalizing and I wanted just to feel, to be, to let it be and to, to listen to my instincts uh, rather than trying to be a perfect affair recovery betrayed spouse. That attitude, I think, also le uh, led to me talking openly to my husband about what I knew and how things were and my triggers and how I was feeling. The thing is, when these things come up, because I'm not used to expressing myself like that ever since I was born, it's in my character, then I tend to tell myself, well, I will bring this up with this person that I love, that I don't want to lose. I know he or she will be upset. I know that he or she might leave me or not love me anymore because of what I'm going to say. So I'm willing to lose it all. So this is the conversation that I'm having in my brain because I'm a people pleaser and I'm just now learning to articulate my needs and express them without being angry or playing the victim. It's, it's hard. It's really hard for me. So I have this internal, I do like this in this from me to me agreement in which I say, okay, I'm going to express this need. I'm going to say this and uh, it's okay, Helen, because uh, you are willing to start from scratch. And I bring this up during the conversations with, with husband when he also becomes defensive because he is also growing and learning not to become defensive, to understand that I just need him to listen to my need, that I'm not attacking him. So we are both, we both I think have progressed, but this still is happening. He becomes obviously hurt when I say, you know what, um, if, uh, our, if we didn't have a third child, I would have left you long ago. And I'm only forcing myself to be here and to go through this hell of not speaking my mind every day because we still have a young child and he told me do you think about it every day still and I said yes and you have to realize that when you think that I'm only uh, being triggered once a month it's not so it's the once a month when I couldn't keep it inside and he articulated something very interesting and he said it, it is a nightmare to live like that and I said Yes, life after infidelity is a nightmare. I did make some quite strong statements and he was hurt because of what I said that I would have left if the conditions were different. 
which I totally mean, it was another breakthrough because it was another me-to-me willingness for him to run away and he didn't run away, he stayed. It could be what Tony Robbins called, I'm testing him still uh, because of the trauma I went through. And he passed the test because he, in spite of what I said, in spite of being hurt, in spite of him understanding that I'm really willing to give it all up for my freedom and for what I need, he decided to work on it and to stay and to look after my need, even though it's quite challenging for him what I'm asking. I felt tired. I felt for a couple of days I had a little bit of a bitter taste, aftertaste in my mouth about this conversation because I saw that it was hurtful for him. We are both um, hurting ourselves, but it unfortunately is part of the process. Now it's feeling much better. Now after some time has passed, I think because we're overcoming wounds that have to do with our past, with either our childhood, our beliefs, or our inherited memories that we don't uh, know about. I want to thank you so much for staying with me all this time, for listening to this episode. I appreciate your attention because it means that you share my pain and that my story somehow helps you please if you haven't read my story it's available for free in this podcast starting from episode one I read from my books also I have a blog that I update regularly depending on my needs the blog is sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com and the books are available on digital and printed versions on Amazon. If you search Helen Tower in books, you're going to find the two books. The first one, Sailing uh, Through Infidelity. It's a story of love and forgiveness. And uh, it's the first part talking about me suspecting and then discovering my husband was having an affair after 22 years of marriage. The second book, Sail Beyond Infidelity, when I felt that I was ready to, I had passed the first stage of recovery and I was more trying to understand what love truly is and what had happened with my marriage and where I was heading with my life. And currently I am almost three years past D-Day and I am again feeling that I'm entering a new stage in affair recovery. So I'm sharing my story with you in hope that it will bring you some hope and peace. I love you. Take care. Keep walking. Keep breathing. Keep feeding yourself. Listen to the previous episodes and hope to see you either on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Sailing Infidel, sorry, Sail Infidel One. Just search for Helen Tower on Twitter, on Facebook or on Instagram. It has different handles.
So I hope to see you around. I hope that you feel a little better after listening to my podcast. And I invite you to continue listening to the story from the beginning and see how far I've come. And I hope that you one day soon will be out of the fog and the pain and you can start smiling and feeling joy again because you deserve it. Thank you.